Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. If you've been here a while, nice to have you back. If you're new, thanks for dropping in. Hang out. Maybe just sit in the back and listen, all right? you. I guess you can talk back. It, it's fine. You, everybody... Engage however you want to engage. How's your New Year's going? Is it okay? Is everything all right? all right? You know, I need to clear some stuff up. Let's, but let's, let's start properly. Today on the show, I'm going to talk. You're going to hear me talk to Colin Hanks. Uh, he's now a ubiquitous character actor. Recently, he's been on Fargo, The Offer, Impeachment, Drunk History. He's been in movies like Orange County, King Kong, Jumanji. He's also producer and director of documentaries like the one he made about Tower Records and a new one about Willie Mays. Also the son of actor uh, Tom Hanks. Is that his name? Tom Hanks? <laughs> is that That's his name, right? Wow. My brain is garbage. My brain is garbage. It's turning into garbage. Uh, look, a couple of things I want to clear up. I believe on my episode with Ben Foster, and I knew it kind of when I said it, that I wasn't quite using the Yiddish word nachis right. I, I believe. I think someone corrected me, or maybe they were just telling me what it means, but I don't think I used it right. I think I was probably looking for the word chutzpah, which is, you know, that's a word everybody knows. Nachis, not so much. And I think I misused nachis. I think nachis... Uh, means pride, uh, and chutzpah is, is huevos, you know? Chutzpah is, uh, in Spanish, is huevos, used not as eggs, but as uh, you do you have the huevos. Do you have the chutzpah to do it? The oomph, the, uh, the balls, the, uh, the, the, the will. Nachis is, uh, I believe, uh Pride, and, and I kind of knew that, but I guess I didn't know it enough not to uh, fuck up, you know, what, what I was saying. But now I want to know what spilkis is. Here we go. Here we go. Spilkis, a state of impatience, uh, agitation. That's what the spilkis means in Yiddish. I am in a constant, almost constant state of spilkis, which uh, with occasional uh, moments of nachis uh, over my friends and myself. And uh, uh, sort of, uh, I, I think, uh, in and out of uh, chutzpah. I don't know. I think, I, I think chutzpah and spilkes is, is the name of, 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 my, of my soul. That's it. Chutzpah and spilkes. 
But anyway, so thank you for clearing that up. That what I meant to say with Ben Foster was chutzpah and not nachis. But I'm I, I I'm I'm happy that I had the uh, you know the lack of nachis to admit my mistake. So cleared that up. Fine. The other thing, somebody was uh, wondering about my uh, my barbecue chicken. How did it come out? Because that was a pressing sort of uh, uh, unfolding uh, goal of my last show and the new year uh, was the barbecue chicken and the chicken came out fine, but you know, the skin was okay. You know, when you slow cook it, it's a little rubbery, but I put spices on it, which I don't always do. And you know what, to be honest with you, chicken is really chicken. What are you going to do with chicken? You're going to make an amazing chicken. I mean, the only amazing chicken I've ever had is just a roast chicken, uh, a rotisserie chicken or a roast chicken. That's where it's at. Right. You're not going to get better than a nice crispy crust or something that's been on a rotisserie for the day. I mean, that's the best chicken can be. Barbecue chicken. Who cares? Chicken, chicken, chicken breasts. Who cares? You know, chicken. It's just chicken, man. Let's do this first. If you haven't signed up for the full Marin yet, this is a good month to do it. We've got some good bonus content coming for you this month, including my trip to the AEW wrestling matches at the forum. Uh, talk with uh, Jesse Brown of Canada land about my dream of moving North, some extra segments with upcoming guests. Plus there's currently more than two dozen bonus episodes from last year sitting there right now, ready for you to listen to. Go to WTFpod.com and click on WTF Plus or go to the link in the episode description on whatever podcast player you're using right now. And don't forget, if you're already a WTF Plus subscriber, give out the referral code we sent you last month. At the end of January, we'll send a prize to the person who referred the most friends. Huh? What do you make of that? So I've been doing stuff, man. I've been doing stuff around the house. I've been doing, like, you know, I've been thinking about it. Who am I? You, you know, I'm just barely hanging on most of the time, but I'm engaged with that and I can manage that. And I also have uh, a certain amount of success in my life, but, you know, mentally and uh, emotionally barely hanging on. The point is, like, what do I do? What have I earned? What do, what is my life and what do I enjoy? And I find that it's possible to enjoy life. And I it's hard for me to admit that. That's like 60 years coming, 59 and, and change coming to just admitting that, look, man, there are things I enjoy and uh, they're, they're not big things, but it's the life that I've, I live in. It's the life that I've, I've earned, I guess. But I, I have to stop thinking that whatever my life is, I'm not doing enough. Because I seem to like it. I, I seem to have spent my life figuring out how to more effectively have a lot of free time on my hands. And I've been a self-employed person for almost all of my adult life, since my 20s. And there's different points during that life where having all that time, uh, when there was no money and a lot of time, it was difficult. Uh, when I was chasing it, it was difficult, but I was engaged. I was writing things down. I was wandering around. I was sweating. I was doing drugs. I was drinking. I was having sex. I was, you know, going on stage. I was, you know, those were the twenties and thirties and, and there was a frenetic kind of momentum to it, but it was always about, you know, my time is my time. I, I feel very busy, even though I don't go to a job, I'm busy all the time. And a lot of the stuff I can't differentiate between what's work and what's something I enjoy. But 
uh, I'm starting to do that a little bit. And then I went to therapy because I had to work through some of, uh, I've been a little hard on myself uh, for the last 45 years. And I'm wondering why that is. Why do I need to constantly uh, kind of pound myself into the ground? Why do I need to never think that I'm doing what I need to be doing or, or enough of what I should be doing or, or enjoying life in the right way? Why am I compelled to feel shame? Why am I a shame junkie? Why am I, you know, there's just a few things. I need some fine tuning around self-flagellation and, uh, shame and a little bit of need some codependency work. But, uh, so we kind of got into it. It'd been a while, but I had some specific things I wanted to, uh, go over and, and that worked out. Got a new perspective. She's a bit of a, a, a Buddhist thinker. My, uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my therapist. And it's a weird thing about uh, Buddhism, that whole sort of being the present, the past, it's the past is sort of like, all right. So does that mean that what, that, uh, what that there was no Holocaust? I mean, I mean, I'm uh, look. That's extreme. I apologize. I didn't mean that. It's it, you know, being in the present's good, and the past is the past is fine. Doesn't mean you don't acknowledge it. And I'm not saying that my therapist is thinks that way, but you know, it's just me. Uh, again, you know, reaching into the past, whether it's mine or the history of my people, to feel some anger and some uh, and some uh, some some righteous indignation. Uh, which is better than shame. I've been doing some homework and I've been doing some, you know, renewed interest watching. I watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller again for like the millionth time because it never stops unfolding for me. And uh, this time I'm, I'm pretty sure it's got something to do with the hat. Got something to do with the hat and that coat. It's all hinging on the bowler and the giant uh, bear coat. Or whatever the hell that was. And I also, I read some of Sarah Polly's new book uh, to get a handle on her. I watched her documentary. I watched um, Women Talking in preparation to sort of engage with Sarah Polly soon. And uh, yeah, that's what I did. And I cooked some fish. You all right? How's everybody doing? So look, Colin Hanks, a nice guy. Uh, we've been kind of dancing around this for a long time in the sense that... Uh, I've known him, we've met, uh, we've, we've tweeted at each other, but now he's finally here. Uh, he can be seen in the limited series, A Friend of the Family, streaming now on Peacock. He also produced the new HBO sports doc, Say Hey Willie Mays, which is streaming now on HBO Max. This is me and Colin. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. All right, so we were talking about 
Sacramento. And, you know, you asked me how much time I've spent in Sacramento. <laughs> I, I have spent time at the Punchline in Sacramento and the say. hotel across the way, over there by the Arden Mall. Yes. Well, how was, about Arden? How about Arden? Yeah. And there's a, a, a set of, there's a hotel right there yeah. across from it that I have, you know, some bad, some... <laughs> Some not good, so bad. bad. <laughs> not much good. Not so bad. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, memories of that hotel that yeah. you know revolved around alcohol and whatnot. Yeah. And, and you know the punchline Sacramento was upstairs in a strip mall. Yeah. The how about Arden strip mall? Oh, but there's a big mall. What's the big mall? Arden Fair Mall. Oh, so you re oh you're really on top of it. So yeah. Well, we when I say really on top of it in terms of like things that were ex in existence in 1996, right? And prior. And you have to walk past a mattress store, yeah, upstairs, <laughs> and wait online in that yeah. strip mall. Yeah. How about Arden Strip Mall? And did am I wrong in thinking there used to be kind of a 50s? Yeah, no, there was Mel's. Yeah, right there. It, yeah, I think it was Mel's. I think I feel like it was a knockoff Mel's. It was a knockoff Mel's. Yeah, it was a knockoff Mel's. Yeah, right. I remember. Yeah, I yeah I ate there a bunch of times when I was a kid. When you were in high school? When I was in high school, high school, and middle school. Yeah. So you, you that you're a Sacramento guy? I'm a Sacramento boy. Yeah. So my parents met at Sac State. Tom and, Hanks yeah. and your mom. My mom, Susan. Yeah. I just want to make put that up front that yeah. Tom Hanks yes. is your father. Yes. Not Michael Keaton as I like to <laughs> as I like to claim. Uh, and so they met at Sac State. So I was born in Sacramento and then moved around with yeah. them a little bit. And then when my parents split up, my mom moved back to Sacramento with okay. me and my sister. My oh. dad stayed here in Southern California. Huh. So I What year was that though? Like where was he at in his trip? Uh, in his journey. In his journey. To superstar. That was around Volunteers. Mm. It was right after Volunteers. And how old were you? Third grade, whatever uh, whatever age you are, third grade. So I mean, rough. I'm, tr I'm trying to think. I mean, my, my, like youngest, my youngest is in fourth. Yes, yeah, yeah, seven or eight. Wow. I mean, se seven, seven or eight years That's old. That's a rough time to, uh, for to weather a divorce. Well, I don't know if there's ever a great time to weather a divorce. Yeah, well, but no, you always weather it. It gets all, <laughs> when you're in your thirties. It's less. Yeah. I, well, I, I remember actually having a conversation because, like, when I was growing up, yeah, like I grew up, you know, in in Sacramento, in East Sacramento, and like all my f friends, their all their parents were married, right? And it wasn't until we all graduated high school and like went off that yeah. everyone's parents started getting divorced, huh? And I remember having conversations like with. So you got it. You got it. You were ahead of the gang. Yeah, and and actually having <laughs> yeah. conversations like with my best friend, who I'm still very close with, and from and kids, from kids, yeah, wow, uh, and he's my producing partner on a bunch of stuff. He, uh, we talked a lot, and he sort of said like, you know, you might have had it easier when you were younger, because you didn't like have relationships with your parents beyond them just being. Here's, your parents. Here's your food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We love you. Yeah, you, and, you weren't. You didn't get old enough to make a mess of things, and they and they. Uh, yeah, or like feeling like I was really genuinely tr like pulled between the two. You know, what I mean, yeah. I think it, during in a divorce, you'll always sort of feel that way to a degree, right? But when you're older, like it really feels like, oh shit, I don't know if I like this person, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when you're a kid, it's sort of like I don't. I was in my 30s when they got divorced, and it was. I guess it was sort of. Uh, upsetting. Yeah, but I didn't have to wonder where I was going to live. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah, to. Totally. 
You know what I mean? And I, I knew my dad was an asshole. Yeah. So, you know, but... It, it same, was, Mark. Same. Yeah. Hard same. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Tell us the truth. Same. Tell, how, much, how often do you get that? Tell us the truth about Tom Hanks. Tell he's us a, the truth. He's a monster, right? He's a monster who can't figure out, you know, any, <laughs> any kind of technology yeah, whatsoever. Just, it's the worst. But what was it? Like for you, was he, he was always, I have to assume he was relatively decent dad. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to believe man. No. I want to believe the Tom Hanks mythology. He, yes, he was like, it's so funny because I look, I just look at it very differently, obviously than, than everybody else does. Mm, that sounds like a tasty water. Here You're we go, to, man. Oof. We're fucking partying. Let, let there be thirst. <laughs> Quench that thirst with that water. Yeah. Um, no, but like everyone sort of has this uh, kind of like, oh my God, what was that? Like, you know, the idea of like everyone calling him like America's dad and stuff like that. He's a dude. Right, He's yeah. a guy yeah. who was <laughs> incredibly young. I mean, he was like 23 when I was born. Oh, so, so like he really, he didn't, they must not have really known. He didn't know what he was doing. But he, he had no fucking idea. That's really young, dude. How yeah. old was your mom? Uh, Same? not that much older. I uh, mean, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe two, Jeez, that's maybe like, three years old. That's old school age for having kids. That's how yeah. old my parents were when they had I mean, me. yeah. I mean, that's like a, a byproduct of like fifties, yeah. sixties. Right. No one does that yeah. shit anymore. And did he have a plan then? No, he had no, he had <laughs> no plan. <laughs> did he have a job that you remember before he was acting or, no, uh, or, or is he pretty much going? No. Well, no, I mean, he was. I don't remember yeah. him like having to leave to go work for mm. his first like professional acting sure. job in uh, in Bosom uh, Buddies. Cle no, Cleveland. In Cleveland, yeah, yeah, the Great Lakes uh, Theater Festival there. Um, so I don't really remember that. I mean, I remember uh, Bosom Buddies, but I mean that was yeah. First, when were you born? What year? I was born seventy seven. Oh, so it's like it's all just starting. So yeah, you, can't, I, you have a concept. Of no, it. exactly, exactly. So. I remember like years, I think it was around his 50th birthday. Yeah. We were in, uh, we actually went through Cleveland mm. and I was, and I, you know, was significantly older and I said, Hey, when you come here, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, wh what is the thing that's going through your head? You know, you're 50 years old. You're here with your kid. In Cleveland. In Cleveland. Where and, it started. You, where it started. And he, I think he said, uh, he said, oh, I, I wish I could just go back and just say, hey, it's going to be okay. It's <laughs> going to be okay. Like, only because it turned out okay. Only, only because it turned out but okay. But if he had thought it was going to be okay, then it might not have been. Well, but it just made me realize just how much, um, just sort of like, stress and anxiety oh, God. someone must have had at that age going like i'm 23 years old 24 years old got kids i got a kid oh yeah i don't have a job yeah i'm not married yeah. like i don't like, oh he wasn't married no no they weren't married until a few years later oh really yeah and then even that didn't didn't last very long so mm. like just the amount of just like yeah fear oh yeah and you're going to be an actor? Oh, my. You're yeah, in like, Cleveland? Yeah, like, it, ludicrous. Did he bring you to Cleveland? Or no. were you just sitting in Sac? No, I stayed in Sacramento. I didn't, I, I didn't, uh, he didn't, we didn't move out to be with him until he was, uh, was in New York and was like trying to get, give New York a, a, a run. Yeah. It's so, it's so crazy to be having the kids. Yeah. 
In fact, he told me, um, and this isn't like a, a, I think he, he's mentioned this before, but he, <laughs> we were going through, um, we were going through Times Square. Yeah. Where there's that huge uh, Bubba Gump shrimp yeah, co. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, man, I remember getting you dressed. Yeah. And walking you down to this building, which was a chemical bank, yeah. where he would cash his unemployment checks. And now it's a Bubba Gump <laughs> Shrimp Co. restaurant. Has he got a piece of that? No, he does not. He doesn't. No, he's got no piece of that. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, he was a young, he was a young. That's crazy, man. He was a young, like, I, child. Yeah. Almost. So when you, uh, so when do you, you know, I know, do you have a sister from your mom? Yeah, correct. How old is she? Younger? Uh, younger, yeah. I'm the oldest of four. Why well, no, Chet? He was on my show. Yeah, I know. You I guys know. get along? Yeah. How's he doing? He's doing good. All right. He's doing good. I'm going to tell him that I saw you. Yeah, we're all worried about Chet all the time. Well, <laughs> always. Always. We always worry about our siblings all the time. <laughs> I know, man. I, it was wild to uh, to work with him because like, he was, you know, he got to play himself, basically. Yeah. And uh, he did a real good job. Well, he's a sweet guy. He is a sweet guy. You know, and he's just got this thing he does. He's <laughs> he's his own he's his own guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and so they have two kids. Yeah. So me and my sister, uh, and then uh, my brothers, uh, Chet and uh, Chester and Truman. How old's Truman? Mid twenties now, wow. I guess. You're all old guys. Yeah, we're all we're all we're all adults. So now. when you're coming up though, like you're in Sacramento, your dad's, you know, you knew at some point he was rocketing to some sort of stardom, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what are you doing up there? Are you like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act. I'm gonna act. You know, fuck this life. Uh, I would say the pattern is as such. Uh, definitely going to act because uh. I really enjoy it and really, really love it. And then yeah. as soon as it is expected, like, oh, of course you're going to do that. Then it's, no, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then a few years of that. And then eventually going back and realizing like, well, I don't really give a shit about what everybody else is saying, I really thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. And I don't really want to do anything else. Really? Did you try anything else? Well, I tried music for a little while. Um, in Sacramento? In Sacramento and a little bit in college as well. I played Where'd in bands in like high school. I went to a school in Orange County for one year called Chapman University. Yeah. And I How was that? It was all right. Yeah. And then I transferred to uh, Loyola Marymount and I was there for a couple of years. You didn't finish? No. I don't, yeah, I chose the one profession where really you don't need the very expensive piece of paper that says you're qualified to do the thing that you've you studied. You're so close, though. I wasn't really that close. You <laughs> <laughs> I was not really that close, no. I wasn't that close. Not a good student? No, not really a good student. Did you take acting classes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not like, like outside of school. Yeah. Like, I wasn't like, you know. And you were still not in LA or anything? No, not really. But so, like, what's going on? What's your mom doing up there, you know, in SAC? And you're going down to Hollywood. It must she's just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's really, she was just, she was just there. Yeah. She was just in. in she wasn't working, just hanging out, raising you guys? Yeah, pretty huh. much. Yeah. Um, and then essentially, I, I moved down uh, for college, and then that was really kind of it. In what year? 
Uh, I moved down in 97. Huh. So I was around 20. Here? Uh, yeah, like some, yeah, like LA, yeah. And you're just staying with your dad? No, I was, uh... But did you have a room at your dad's house? I had a room, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't like my room. But yeah, I had a room, yeah. Um, <laughs> Even when you were young, you didn't have like... A, no, I had, my, I had my own space, yes. Okay. I definitely had my own space. But I was only in LA for like you know, four days out of the month. I mean, I really? would, yeah, I would do every other weekend. Oh. So I would come from Sacramento to LA every other, every was that other fun? Did he make it fun? Oh yeah. It was a blast, man. Yeah. We would go to hockey games and yeah. I loved it. I yeah. absolutely loved it. And in a strange way, it really made me, I mean, I'm definitely like a Northern California kid yeah. for sure, but like it definitely made me feel like I'm from the state of California. You right. know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I am, I, I, I travel you well. You are of California. Yeah. And I travel well, like yeah. I can pretty much go anywhere and sort of feel pr pretty damn comfortable. So you came down here for college and now you're here, you're in Los Angeles and it's 19, what? 96, 97, 96, 97. Yeah. So was it, what was it like then? What was going on, man? Well, I mean, in LA, that was definitely sort of like, there. there's like two different sort of tracks almost. Yeah. So there's the, um, what I would say is the sort of young actor, young uh, child actor, high school yeah. type boom that yeah. is about to occur. Yeah. Who are those people? Well, that's like Dawson's Creek oh, yeah, and yeah. and teen movies yeah. and, and that sort of- I feel like I missed that whole that, decade. Uh, well, because I think that you were of the other track, which was more the sort of comedy, yeah. like- Alternative comedy, whatever you I'm already want. in my mid-30s. Whatever, too. yeah. And so you're kind of like already, you're you're the grade above. Yeah. I'm That's not, the way I sort of look at sure, it. Sure, yeah. You're like the class before. Right. Bef you know, the How old are you? Before. I'm going to be 45 and just I'm, I'm like 15 years. I'm like 59. Yeah, I've always sort of generated toward, like gravitated towards like an older set. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so and you, so like even in in college i was always sort of like looking at like you know the largo set and sure. all that and was sort of like oh that so you're hanging around largo in the 90s not really hanging around but like just trying to absorb as much of that as i can you go see shows very aware that that is what is going on within my city and also like coming from sacramento like it was there was a, a component of um, always sort of wanting to go to Southern California. Yeah. And then as soon as getting, I got to Southern California, I was like, I really, I miss Northern California. But there were certain things that were going on here that made me go like, oh, but I really like it here. So yeah. it's like between like the comedy scene and, you know, all of those sort of people starting. Do you to, have friends with them? I mean, I got to know some people. Yeah, I mean, I got to know uh, like Jack Black pretty well. Yeah. So uh, who was like out. was like who was your crew when you got here? Did you have one? I mean, I didn't really have one. I was like, didn't such, your uncle try to do comedy for a he minute? He was. Yeah, he was a stand up for a long time. Yeah, I remember he that guy. Around. Yeah, every now What's and his name Jim Jim Hanks. Yeah, every now and again, someone would go, I know Jim. Yeah. Go, yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> I know where you were then. then. I, just, I just remember like it was such a like it's hard for you guys. 
yeah. with the with the celebrity brand name. Yeah. But like it was just one of those things because he kind of looked like your your dad. Yeah. And and it was sort of it's sort of like what are is every brother of a star going to start doing comedy now? Because Michael Douglas's sad brother who died was doing comedy. Oh really? Yes. Oh wow. Oh, oh that, that guy was it was so sad. That guy I forget his name. He used to come to the comic strip in New York and he had a little dog and he was sweaty and you know all those guys have the the drug issues. But he passed away. But it was like he was he was clearly a Douglas. Yeah. In 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 the mid nineties, were were you where were you living in the mid nineties? Uh, New York. You were in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I remember being at the store and seeing Jim. Yeah. But he did it for a while. He did. Yeah, he did. He did it for a good Because there was while. a period there during, you know, that time where there was still a lot of clubs and a lot of booms that like a yeah. name could sell a few tickets. Yeah. I can't remember his act. Yeah. Can you, was it all based no, on- No, I never, I never saw his act. <laughs> I never saw his <laughs> was act. It, was it, it, I mean, I would have loved to, so you, <laughs> but I never saw it. Where's he around? Is he around? No, he still lives here in LA. I heard that your dad said he did the voices- for something was he that he does yeah he does the voices for, for the toys the toys from yeah <laughs> he does the, Bud Light the here, toys he does the the woody voice for the toys of toy story okay so if you have a toy story toy who am i thinking of what's Lightyear? what is that that's tim allen tim allen sorry yeah. another guy jim allen jim allen no, his brother yeah the yeah. comic yeah i guess <laughs> Um, All right, so you come down here, yeah. But your dad's like, where's he at with his? He's huge already in in the in the late nineties, ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, he has just become, yeah, he's, massive. He's just become, yeah. So that's happening. So you come into that. So that's happened, and the, yeah. So there's uh, there's a transition there of getting used to like the new. The new normal. What was that? To a degree. Well, I mean, look, I didn't really, I was not around a bunch. Mm. Um, you know, I like I said, I grew up in Sacramento, so I'd come down in and yeah. out. I would spend summers with him, so I would, you yeah. know, go on location to all those places. You know, yep. I, was, I was there, you know, on set for... For League of Their Own and, yeah. and, and Sleepless and Gump and was there for a lot. Taking uh, it in? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but just sort of like absorbing it and just yeah. sort of like that was, I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like, yeah. you know, too cool for it. But right. it, like it was, that was just what, the, that was the deal. <laughs> yeah. That's just That's what, what it was. And then it became something much, much, much bigger mm. than than what it already in, was. In terms of new house, new- uh, No, not necessarily new house, but just like the attention, you oh, know? Yeah. I mean, he wins two Oscars back right. to back and that kind of changes everyone's view. Was that Philadelphia and Gump? Yeah. That changes the way you interact when you're out in the world. Sure. And it also know. changes the perception of you, his yeah, son. Yeah, correct, correct. And so there was a, there was a, there was definitely an adjustment there for me because I never really, you know, I didn't, you know, spend every day with the guy. Sure. So when we would go out, you know, it used to be like, oh, okay, people would, you know, notice hey, and guy, sort of say whatever. Guy. People would sort yeah. of say something, and then and then it turned into like, well, don't walk behind him because then you're just going to be in a wake of people just double taking and then giving you like the elbow trying to get to uh -huh. him, you know. And wow. it just became a different environment. And he's had to live in that since the '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, and we've gotten better at. at 
at dealing with it. You yeah. Know? But there was there was an adjustment there, and that coincided with me actually moving to Los Angeles and trying to start my own acting you know, thing. Well, my own life. Sure. But yeah, my own acting thing. And so when I was at Loyola, I met um, Busy Phillips, who, yeah. I, who I believe you know. Yeah, I like her. Uh, yeah. I um, talked to her. Yeah. she's. Uh, she seems to be doing all right. She's doing good, yeah. yeah. She, and I've known her forever. We dated um, in college, uh-huh. and, and, and we've been friends ever since. And Before she was an actress. Yeah. I mean, we were both in college before, and we both started getting jobs at the same time. Huh. And so she really pushed me to like quit fucking around and really like make the effort. She's like, look, if this is what you want to do, like fucking do it. Like don't, yeah, don't just sit around. Well, it's so like, it's so hard because, you know, I've talked to, it's, I've never, I've never really framed it this way with, with, uh, with the actors, but, you know, I've talked to Duncan Jones. I've talked to Sean Lennon. Yeah. You know, and Duncan is sort of like, it's a small club. You know, it he, is yeah. He, like you know, he's Bowie's kid. Yeah, Sean is yeah. is uh, is John's kid. And during the sh- during the talk with Sean, he gets a phone call. Yeah, he holds up his phone. It's and I, his mom. No, I, I no, it's better. I don't know who it is. And he goes, Paul's kid. He's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. But but uh, see, I can see what's weird is yeah, I can appreciate both perspectives. Yeah, which which which, which is his perspective and your perspective. Yeah, I can appreciate how silly that is and how random it's that great. is from your perspective. Well, no, it just proves that it's a small club. Yeah, and then I can also understand, you know, why his w- perspective. Why wouldn't he be friends with that guy? What are your choices? Of course, you know, because and I've and I've not to diminish anybody, but I've I've said yeah, there's it's it's not everyone. It's not all celebrity kids. Like so no one's you know Bob Seger's kid. I'm going to take a shot at Bob Seger's kid again for no reason, you know, is not really part of that club per se, right? So, you know, sure, your dad's Bob Seger. That's cool, man. But, you know, your dad's John Lennon. What the fuck? Yeah. What is your life like? That's a lot. So what is that, the awareness of that, the weight of that moving through the world, especially at the beginning? how, How do you know why you're even getting opportunities? Uh... That's a good question. I mean, there was a period, um, I think starting out, there was a period of really just having to ask myself, like, do I really want to do this? Because of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I remember- Yeah, like Jacob Dylan asked himself the same question. Yeah. Like, do I, do I really want to- Maybe. Is this what I want, is this what I want to do? Mm -hmm. And- I had sort of come to the conclusion that I in, I personally enjoyed acting so much that I would do it wherever anyone asked me to do it. What's your first experience with it? Um, Were you doing plays? Yeah, I was doing every single you know school play. Yeah, um, and then when I got into when I got into college, yeah, um, I was doing a bunch of plays. Yeah, and that was when I really sort of had to really sit down and sort of say like, is this it? Is this what I want to do? Because technically this is when everyone is asking me like, so what do you want to do? Right. And I was having so much fun 
that I was like, yeah, this this is it. And that that was when, you know, I was with Busy and yeah. and we were doing plays together. And she's like, you fucking love this. Like, yeah. don't be an idiot. Like, huh. make like make the effort to actually right. Try but were you it. like, but you don't get it. My dad's Tom Hanks. No, How am I not at all. Okay. Not at all. It it honestly, it was. Um, he had sort of said at one point. He said, like, is this what you want to do? And yeah. I said, yeah, it is. And he goes, okay. Uh, the only thing I'll say is like, he said, I think you can do it. As a profession, like that's, uh, he said, like that's on the table for you. I think you are, you have enough talent that you could do this. You could have a, you could have a, a job. Yeah. You could eke out a living doing this. Yes. What you have to ask yourself is, is that what you want? Like, or would you be happy doing this at any level? Because if you're in it for any other reasons than that, you will find nothing but heartbreak and disappointment. And it is going. It is going to be hard. It is not going to be careless. It is not going to be easy. It is not going. It's not. Every day is not going to be a laugh. Uh, there are going to be days where you fucking hate it, uh, and you think you're done, and you have to love this so much that you can ride that shit out. It's almost like a. a, a it's 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 not quite go for it. It's go. It, it's hey, I believe in you, yeah. but if you do not believe in yourself, this, this is going to be a hard thing to do. But and he, he knew you could work. He's like he didn't blow too much smoke up your. Correct. Ass. He said, "I think you could earn a living." <laughs> do you know what? I, which I mean, it's a very, it's a very, um, it's practical. It's a practical. Yeah. It's it's practical advice in a business in which practical is very fucking difficult to come around. Yeah, and also it's coming from a guy that you know paid his dues. You know, knows the work, yeah, and 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 has a a, a a sort of good perspective on it. I would think totally. And look, I um, I mean, forty five years old, and I'm still figuring this shit out. Like, are well, you getting better? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, getting better, but like, there were uh, there have been a lot of times there where I've just been like, I don't know if I can fucking handle this anymore. I don't know if I'm built for this. Well, you get like you were always good. But I think now that you're aging into yourself, it's, it's very high. I was talking to my producer about it. It's like, you know, for those of us who saw you at the beginning, it's hard to uh, un, untether you from your child self. Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. So Fucking like, baby fit. I still get carded for, do you? for R-rated movies. But so how does, like, do you take a class down here or are you still just kind of going with your guts? I took... Um, yeah, I mean, I did like theater courses and stuff sure. in in college, yeah. and sort of learned a lot doing that, yeah. and then am constantly uh, trying to learn and and evolve, and and even just recently, like this last thing that I did, which one? Uh, the uh, a friend of the family. Yeah, I just watched some of that. It's did like you? it's I I couldn't handle it. It's it's pretty it's it's, it's a <laughs> okay. lot. I mean, I just There's I just seen there. the uh, the banshees of Inisherin. Oh yeah, and I was sort of like I gotta <laughs> I gotta take a couple of days. I can't. The, I, the, I'm already bleaked out. There's only so much bleak one can yeah. can handle. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. But the framing of the of that show, it looks great. Set deck is great. Yeah, you guys are acting the shit out of it. Yeah, Mormons are always weird. It's hard. And, it's dark. There's a lot there, and it scared the shit out of me. So I went and met with a with an acting coach, and and had someone to talk, to, like talked with them about it, and like went over scripts and stuff like that. Really? So oh, yeah. What, what was your concern in, uh, about that guy? Um, 
that one was so uh there were so many aspects of that that just were not necessarily things that I felt like I really wanted to explore. So anymore. you're the father of a daughter who has, uh, y- y- you know, let a neighbor into your life who has a family. Yeah. And everything's on the level. But from the get-go, you're suspicious of him. And then yeah. he disappears with your daughter. Yeah. Who's, who's like eight. Yeah. True. Yeah. True story about a family whose daughter was kidnapped twice by a, a like a family friend. And that, yeah, she she sets up the show at the beginning. Yeah, and that guy who was the real like, woman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Th- that guy who was a, a master manipulator, yeah. pedophile. Yeah, he groomed not only the daughter but also the husband and the wife. Right. to have control over the the entire family. Right, and used blackmail and uh, intimate relations with. Oh, I'm gonna with have both. to really pace myself on this one. I mean, it's nine hours. That's all in of, there. It's a, yeah. It's all. It's all there. But like with that one specifically, like I was like, great, nice guy Mormon. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'm kind of tapped out on nice guy shit. Like I've just, I don't know how much more of that. Like I have, you've played a couple heavies lately. Not heavies, but you know the guy in the the offer was an asshole. He was that was nice. That was nice. That was a nice change. So I was coming out of that, and then I'm like, oh, we're going back to to Mormons again. Dark Mormon. There's no, he's not even the dark Mormon. That's the thing. He's not the dark Mormon. Um, But but Mormonism in and of itself. Well, that's there's a lot there. Yeah, man. There's a lot there. All right, so so what's the acting coach? What's they tell you? What well, they tell you? really, more than anything else, yeah. it was just sort of like talking it through, and and it it reminded me how much I love working on stuff when I'm not thinking about myself, mm. like when I'm thinking about this character mm-hmm. and what this character does mm-hmm. and what he's thinking and what his values are and where he's looking and and how can I present that? And yeah, what is that character? subconsciously even fucking thinking about. Yeah. He doesn't even fucking know. Right. And all of that kind of stuff. So that like work, that I that idea of like, let's roll up our sleeves and like, let's figure shit out. Make some choices. I fucking love that so much. Well, that's, well, at some point in, you know, and clearly I've not had the experience you have, but you, you do ask yourself, you know, how is this rewarding creatively? Yeah. Especially if you can kind of like just do yourself. Correct. And, and, you know, and get through a day. Correct. And pages. So like, you know, what is challenging about this? How is it satisfying to do these two to three minute increments over and over again? Correct. And so like that, I enjoy that process so much, but that process can get like just passed over a lot and you just think of, you get away well, with is it. it any good? Right. Do, do people see it? Are people acknowledging that I've done it? Like there's so many other things. And you doubt the director. It's like, there's so sure? many other carrots that are, yeah. are fighting for your attention yeah. that, you know, that's why that advice I think was actually really, really good. From like, your old man. You have to want this. You have to want to do this so much that even if all of those other things don't fall into place, it's okay. Well, it's what, but the truth of the matter is, is that you know you've really never stopped working. True and uh, ups and downs. Yeah, ups and downs. Still here in terms of material. No ups and downs in terms of working. You know, like I think you you might understand this. That idea of like when all your friends are working and you're not. Uh, yeah. And I and I, I only say that because 
that fucking would drive me and that would drive me insane. Well, let's, that talk, let's talk about that. So you, you know, you come into this, the first big movie is what? Orange County, right? Yeah. That's for, the one. That's that, the first big one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that broke you. Mm-hmm. That's that Hank's kid. It broke. He's me. all right. He's, he's okay. <laughs> he's okay. He's all right. And that's when he became friends with Jack. Yeah. That was when I met Jack. And, but the other ones were just smaller parts? Yeah, supporting roles in, right. in teen movies right. in which, right. you know, there was a, a cottage industry of those back then. So so that's the big one. So now you're friends with Jack. Mm-hmm. You're in. You're part of a generation, kind of. Sort of, yeah. Because I'm just trying to wonder who are these friends you're judging yourself against as well, that evolves? I mean, really more than anything else, it's just who... Who else is out and about, and who else is out and working and sort of doing that sort of stuff? Do you right, know what I mean? Right, right. Um, it's never the same group. It's always an, an evolving sort of roster of of sure. people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not competitive. No, you know, I no, I don't have that. I, I I don't have that sort of sense. I just picked. A, I just was thinking about myself and how I've I've always picked one or two people to judge myself against and it goes on for years well but you want to know what like uh, yeah i mean i could do that but i'll be honest those names change yeah of course <laughs> yeah they do change <laughs> they yeah. change um but no like i never really i never really got into that it was really just sort of more feeling like um the thing that always like would the thing that would sort of bug me was the fact that i felt like some of the other people maybe that i came up with like people knew what their deal was and they're like oh that that is i know who that guy is right and they would get to me and they don't see who this guy is they're thinking about the other guy oh yeah we're looking for a so-and-so well yeah we're looking for you know we're looking for a young tom hanks yeah Topher Grace, let's get him. Do you know what? And I'm, I'm just, I'm just picking Topher out of thin air there. But like, he's a, he's a tangled up guy, dude. Well, but he, you know, like there was, you know, a period where you yeah. know, I just sort of went like, yeah, I don't think anyone really knows like who you are, who I am, and what I do and sure. what I can do. And then if they do, it's like, oh, we need a nice Mormon. So let's let, let's get him. A nice Mormon in a dark situation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, I'm the same way because people will project onto you. Yeah. Totally. And, and like, and they're projecting your dad's template. Yeah. With me, they're just projecting, you know, projecting like, well, this guy's cranky, neurotic guy, <laughs> you know, and, and he's like, you know, maybe I, I'm just starting to find a way to prove myself. Yeah. But the odd thing is, is like, you know, with certain actors, you know, there's some consistent thing mm-hmm. that they, everyone knows somehow through it all. Yeah. And if you are more of a character-driven guy and you don't have that thing, yeah, then it's sort of like it's up for grabs. But that's for anybody. Yeah. But but the fact that you were in the shadow of, yeah. of expectations around your old man, yeah, it made it twice as. You know, it's like I don't know. I don't see a, where where is he? Where's uh, Colin? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'll be honest, like I, I I don't know I don't know where he is either. Do you oh, know what come I mean? On. No, I mean honestly, like I that's not for me to like judge but do you feel comfortable in yourself oh i do yeah oh no i definitely do but But you're saying oh as an actor it took a long time for me to just go i have no control over any of x y and z right so i'm just not even going to worry about that well after orange county you did that you did a tv show forever it seems like (laughs) (laughs) i did i did a lot of tv shows forever i mean i i just sort of i would work wherever i could find work that, I mean, that's really like anything. Ap- Orange County was funny because I remember uh, I was on a TV show at the time 
And then I got Orange County and I had to had to go off the TV show. Yeah. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, congratulations, you'll never have to do TV again. <laughs> yeah. You've graduated. Yeah. And and then, you know. The life of within, TV. Within two years, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that was no longer the case. Well, what did your mom think of all this? When you like coming, we didn't really talk about. Well, to be honest, she passed away uh, just two months after Orange County came out. Uh, Yeah. So I didn't really get to like experience that with her. Oh. Uh, Which sort of made that whole like subsequent era. Yeah. Like early, early 2000s is, is, is a weird, is weird because, you know, there's this sense of like, okay, you know, got cast in this big movie, which was amazing and awesome and, and an incredible experience. Uh, but while I was making that, I found out she had like stage four lung cancer and didn't have much time. Oh my God. And then nine eleven happened. And then within, you know, four months, you know, yeah. the world has changed. My mom's died and like, okay, what are you going to, like, what's next for work? And I'm like, I don't fucking have any idea. Oh, my God. So how did your, like, you know, your sister handle it and everything? Was, it was Hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, devastating. it was, it was a big uh, adjustment. How long did it take from diagnosis to her passing? Uh, under two years. That's terrible. Yeah. Under, it was under two years. So did you have to go back up to SAC and kind of ride it out? Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was that was brutal. That was really one of the hardest things. And you know, I mean, I don't, I, I, I do not talk about it much. But we didn't have like the best relationship when uh-huh. she got sick. Uh huh. So why was that? She was a complicated person. Okay. She had she had all sorts of addiction issues yeah. uh-huh. and, and and some mental health issues okay. that were. Uh, confounding and a real roadblock to having any sort of like real connection. It's hard when you uh, have a parent that uh, is incapable of being a parent. Yeah. And, you know, in some ways she did everything she could to the best of her ability. And in some ways it was great. And then in a lot of the ways I needed, she was not available. Right. Uh, And that was, that was hard. And that, that, that took a, a lot of, uh, getting used to, mm. uh, and so when she passed and, you know, and the fucking world changed, yes. um, it really made me look at work as like, I, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want to do and how can I flex any kind of control over have any 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 kind of control over my life Mm. and so a lot of that was just like turning like opportunities down yeah not that they were opportunities to work it was opportunities to apply for work right which is my way of which is my word for audition well right but but also like you know it must have been a realization that you know after she passed and and nine eleven and then you know you're in this thing now you've kind of committed your life to it to go out and face that kind of rejection on yeah. a day to day basis not when you're really, that yeah when not, you're that vulnerable not and really up? the vibe yeah to yeah, that, man. that you're you're seeking out yeah so how do you again, get tough again well it took a long time you know it actually took a long time and it took um it took a, a, a years mm. you know um 
to be honest. You so know. was it comforting to be locked into a show at least that, you know, became work, you know, steady work for like a couple of years? Well, I didn't really feel like I had steady work for a, for a long Roswell time. Wasn't Roswell steady work? Roswell was, but that had already ended by that point. So Roswell was sort mm. of like the first thing. I thought I was And done. then I had to leave that uh, to do Orange County. And then it sort of became, oh, I see. you know, like a sort of string of, you know, movies when I could find them. Um, I went off to London and did a play. How was that? Was incredible. That was incredible. That was amazing. You got to be in it. That was amazing because that was that was sort of the the first time that I was actually able to to not be the 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 nice guy. Which it, play was that? It was a Kenneth Lonergan play called "This Is Our Youth." He's the fucking best that guy. Oh, he's Jesus. He's man. incredible. He's incredible. And they they had been doing a run uh, in London. Uh, it started off with. Um, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal uh-huh. and um, and Hayden Christensen and Anna Paquin, uh, surprisingly enough, uh, and then they had another cast, um, and I I took over for I, t- <laughs> I took over for Matt Damon of yeah. all people, but it was a scenario in which it's like the really sweet guy and the really sort of abusive best friend, uh-huh. and they said which one do you want, and I went I want the abusive, <laughs> I want, yeah, I want to be the dick. Got to get it out of you. And I got to go do that. And that was, that was like a fucking godsend. Cathartic. Yeah, it was. It was because it was, I was in London where I already knew some people. Yeah. Um, cause I, I, I had shot, uh, I had shot an episode of Band of Brothers there. So I actually like had a group there and I was able to, yeah, I was able Band to not be myself. Your yeah. dad produced that? He did. Yeah. Now, like how, how was he during the grief? Uh, he was great. Okay. I mean, he was, he was, he was, he it's was so hard, dude. It's so hard. It's rough. I mean, there's no, there's nothing you can say or do. The only thing you can do is be there. That's right. it. Right. You know? Um, and he was, but it, you know, I really just sort of more internalized things cause it was, it was so brutal at the end that as soon as it was over, it was kind of like, okay done yeah, yeah yeah done doing that yeah, yeah. i'm not talking about that that's yeah. finished i'm gonna go like do, do whatever yeah. yeah did 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 that bite in the ass um ye- eventually yes hmm. eventually yeah it took a long time for me to eventually sort of come around to what that really all sort of meant the loss not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, yes, the loss. I mean, the loss you always feel. Sure. Um, but really, like what the what that loss sort of the vacuum that that created, and also like what am I of her? Oh, always. Yeah. Oh, always. <laughs> yeah. You know. I get you yeah. sit in a certain position and you laugh a certain way and you yeah. go, oh uh, fuck, oh wow. Well, if it's just, I know where that's. If, they, if those are those are minor ticks, I know who. Yeah, yeah. Those are the smallest ones. That's right. And if those are the ones that make you go, oh shit, what's going on inside? W- yeah. What what are the what are the bigger ones? Yeah. But like, yeah, I think more sort of like the dynamic that you know that we all sort of found ourselves in in that vacuum. Yeah. It's taken a long time for me to go like, okay, yeah. maybe that dynamic is not the best. Right. So I need to need to fix that. And do were you able to like 
experience like was there any kind of joy well, yeah, I, I don't even ask that one. You know, i'm not i'm not the joy guy we're not yeah we, we don't need to I find it i find it uncomfortable <laughs> fair fair sometimes yeah sometimes yeah you are you? Can you get the joy? We got kids. I think more that, often than not, I'm more more pro joy now than. than I, I, I don't know if I was anti joy. I'm just not sure I understood how one accesses it. I didn't realize that that maybe you have some amount of control over it. Yeah, it, yeah that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely <laughs> look. I think there's uh, no. I think it, it's not a coincidence that, you know after my mom died and and you know 9-11 and all that sort of shit that like i refer to that as my bill hicks phase oh yeah yeah oh you, you know listening what it, to bill oh i listened to so much that's so good much of his stuff that's relieving and so much of that ended up being weirdly like really like it left an impression on me in terms of like how to view things and how to look at dude things. that's what the best comedy's for absolutely and i focused on the how that uh, the, I don't want to say how that negative affected, how that affected me negatively, but how that would make me focus on only the negative at times. And it took a long time for me to go like, all right, well that, that's okay. And we can, we can complain about things. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. This, this is you realizing that like, you're not a comic. Well, <laughs> yeah, not a comic. You never tried comedy? Uh, no, no like stand up. Yeah. No. Never really tried, but that's that. interesting. So you take it in, Bill. It's relieving. It's cathartic. He's giving you a, a worldview, an aggressive worldview. But yeah. you realize, like, I'm gonna take a break from this. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's really more about where is the best way to be spending your energy mm. and your anger, like your energy, sure, anger, joy, whatever. It's all energy. Okay, right? so that's a, so that must be uh, one of those moments of recommitment. Yeah. Oh, totally. Where you go? Okay, wh like. Where where do we focus this stuff? How but, how do how do we focus this stuff? And and what was what? Where were you at? When did you get married? Uh, I got married in two thousand ten. Oh, so this is still a little ways away. Yeah. So it this was still the, the nine eleven mom passed. Those away. ten years there, yeah, nine years. There was a lot of like discovery and sort of like a lot of movement. The journey, yeah, yeah. totally, a lot of movement. But was that where most of the kind of like fuck? Do I want to do this? Happened, or is that a, a sort of a cyclical? thing? That's a cyclical thing. That's always going. That depends on job whether to job. It's, yeah, that depends on are we are, are we uh, <laughs> it, uh, you know at the top of the peak or the bottom of the valley? Uh -huh. You know, because there's always peaks and valleys. You know, um, and it took a while. Like I. I went and did a job in New Zealand. What was that? Uh, was King Kong was with Peter Jackson, which was a big fucking deal, right? Yeah. And that was like a fucking life-changing, game-changing experience. Just where what, I was New Zealand? Or New Peter? Zealand and, and a big job. Yeah. And it was an adventure. And I went to this amazing new country where I met all these new people and had this incredibly like unreal life experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm not getting tattoos with nine other guys, but yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like I'm, I, I like came back from that change. Yeah. And as a result of that, met my wife. Huh. And so then it's like, okay, so I can, you know, be really, really happy, but it took me a long time. Took to, New Zealand. Yeah. But then it took me an equal amount of time to go. It's not about where you are 
for your job <laughs> or where your job <laughs> yeah. takes you. Yeah. And so it requires another, you know, 10 years right. figuring shit out, you know? Oh, because like by the next job, you're like, hey, this is... Then it's like, well, I'm I'm only happy when I'm working? That's not healthy. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Or it's not in New Zealand. Like, hey, I'm working, but I'm in Iowa. Is yeah. this great? I don't know. You know what I mean? Trailer's a trailer. Yeah. A trailer's a trailer <laughs> and a park is a park. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a long process of trying to understand i think what what my old man was saying back then which yeah. is you need to love what you're doing no matter what yeah and you have to enjoy the actual doing of the fucking yeah. thing yeah because you can find a million different things to be unhappy about do you go to him for help uh define help Questions about business, questions about craft, questions about whether you should take a job. You know. Craft, no. Um, whether I take a job, mm, no. We talk about shit, but we talk about it in a practical sense yeah. of like, well, you know, you want to spend your 45th birthday in a hotel by yourself? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we're, we're more practical it's like so, that. But it's kind of great to have a guy that knows the life. Yeah. Uh, well, in all its elements. Oh, totally. And, and, and there were definitely times, you know, during, my, during the, the, the sort of darker period yeah. where I was, I was really sort of miserable and yeah. just going like, hey, I'm stuck in this fucking hotel room yeah. on location like i'm fucking going insane yeah and you know him saying like, well sometimes <laughs> you just gotta hope to make the all-star team you know <laughs> you're not always going to be playing for you know the yankees <laughs> sometimes you gotta play for tampa Bay. you gotta deal with like hanksisms as your parent yeah you know like of. you know just sort of like these little practical upbeat but i get them you know they're, no, they're yeah. i get them and 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 it's a there's a there's a shorthand there now yeah. that I understand a whole lot more having done this for 20 plus years. So I sort of, I, I, I yeah, there's more of a, an equal footing there. It must be also cool. You know, you've got kids, he's got grandkids. Yeah. The, the whole relationship, extended family thing. What's your wife do? Uh, she's now recently just, uh, become a, like a stay-at-home mom oh yeah she, yeah she worked in the she worked in the film industry for a long time that was how we met um, but it's nice to be in proximity to your your grand the grandparents and the family right yeah yeah well i mean we live right down the street from her parents uh-huh um and i, I try and see my folks as much as i can but they're they, chet's got they a kid right much. yeah yeah so we're always trying to trying to you know get all the family together it's yeah. hard because there's a lot of us but uh I thought the offer was great. Oh, I thought I you were that, great. Man. Thanks, man. You know, and I, you know, I thought you were great in the Elvis and Nixon movie. Like there's like, I'm noticing you as an adult in, in, in things that I enjoy. Oh, right on. <laughs> I'll take that. That, that I'll, listen, that is all I can hope for. Yeah. I, honestly, that like of all the things, like I just hope that I'm in enough things that people have have done but i mean people have got to you know kids must like you from the jumanji movies yeah that's great yeah i'll take yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean they remember one you know i mean i'm in like that one scene yeah but they remember it kids remember everything great yeah i'll take it but uh so but 
like in in light of all that, in in whatever we're talking about here, in in light of you, like it seems to me that even in preparing for this one, friend of the family, yeah, that engaging an acting coach and and trying to go deeper with the thing uh, that was satisfying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It. I think you know. I started making. Um, I started making documentaries. Yeah, I saw the Tower Records one. Yeah, um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, and and like that was my first. Everyone else I knew would write. They would try and write the movie that right, they right, needed yeah. to be in. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah, they yeah, write yeah. their break or yeah. whatever, and they'd self. They're self generators. Yeah. I'd never had the patience to be able to do that, nor the skill. It takes too long. For uh, it takes yeah. too long. And so I started doing docs and that gave me a much more, that gave me ownership of something that was, that was me. And also, yeah, point of view. Yeah. That, like that in was, a different way. That was me. No, right. No one's going to like, so what pointers did he give you for that? I'm like, yeah. he's never made a fucking documentary. He doesn't yeah, yeah, have yeah. any pointers. Shut up. It's my thing. He can give me notes, but yeah. he's not telling me like, yeah. Eh. Um, and so that, oh, that's interesting. So like, you know, like this is, you know, the documentary represents your totally own thing. Yeah, yeah. completely. That's you know, great. that doesn't exist if I don't, if I don't think of it and want to make it, Yeah, you know, right. and that was the way that I could do it. And yeah. it had enough of my interests in the sandbox sort of circle yeah. that I can go like, I think I can do this. And then finding enough people and learning enough uh, from other people to sort of put a crew together and go off and do it. And, the tower and, thing was great. The tower record. Thanks, thing. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never knew that story. Um, so that made I think that made me feel a lot more comfortable in terms of like I I've got my own thing, and whether people are paying attention or not, I don't care. I've What's got, the other ones? The other one I did. Um, I did uh, a documentary about uh, Eagles of Death Metal. It was called Nosa Me. It was about- The desert guys? Yeah. Uh, Josh and, yeah. and Jesse and those guys. Yeah. About uh, their, uh, it was like, it was about their their relationship and their history. I gotta watch that. And then them, uh, you know, uh, coming back to Paris after the Bataclan attack because they oh, were- Oh the yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. Well, Josh was in Paris when that happened? He wasn't in Paris when that happened, no. But um, the other guy was. But Jesse was, yeah. As you well big fans of them? Yeah. Yeah, huh. they're good. They're good friends of mine. They really? actually played the the tower premiere party that we had oh. five weeks prior. It's so funny because I listen to the fucking Caius records. Oh yeah, there's they're great records. The fucking Caius uh, Red Sun. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Red Sun. Yeah, something, under the Red Sun. Yeah, or whatever. they're great. That records. fucking record. Like oh, I still so listen good. to it. So good. Um, and so that that one was. I mean, that was uh, that one was a rough one. Um, Why? Uh. Well, Drugs? No, no, oh. no, no. It was dealing with the terrorist attack, and oh. so, so I was, was like, I was it. making a documentary about my friends who had just survived a terrorist attack, and yeah. then going with them back to Paris. Oh wow! Trying to like What's process that, called? that. It's called Nosa Me Eagles of Death Metal. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta watch that. Um, yeah, that one, that one sent me uh, running into therapy afterwards. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the reality of terrorism. Uh, just the pressure of telling that story mm. and sort of people feeling like they could trust me and, and, mm. and, 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 because like, it's one thing to tell your friends 
uh, like, hey, we're going to go on this uncomfortable journey together, yeah. So, but we're together, so we'll, yeah. we'll be okay. Right. But then it's another thing to then meet complete strangers yeah. and say, hey, like, I'm going to help tell your story and right. we're, gonna, we're in it together. Like, that's just a lot of pressure and a yeah. lot of darkness yeah. and, and just a lot to, to deal with and yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I came out of that. And I was at the time actually I was doing a, a you know a super funny lighthearted TV show, yeah. Um, and the dichotomy of those two things kind of like broke me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, that's when I was like, oh, okay, well maybe I have some serious issues here that I got to take a look Did at. A lot which of stuff we've come up? kind of just been talking about, yeah. And it all came up stuff yeah. around like yeah, yeah. your mom and all that. Yeah, just life. How you handle life? Yeah, just yeah. how you handle yeah, life. Yeah, Taking yeah. on people's pain. You know, so, well, that's that's what happens a, when you grow up with needy parents, being an empath of sorts. Sure, you know? yeah, because you're locked in. Yeah, the the sort of self centered, uh, uh, you know, parent with problems thing is rough. Yeah, it's hard because you're wired to just lock in with every lunatic <laughs> <laughs> that comes up and asks for something. Well, and you know, I think it's also, I mean. There's also that's also why I'm sort of like a little bit of a social butterfly, butterfly and, yeah. can, and can relate to yeah. a bunch of different people because it, it's you're also, always looking at one person going, okay, who are you today? Yeah, <laughs> and who do and who? Yeah, okay, so how, how can I how, how can I help that yeah, per, that version of you? Yeah, as your appendage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, I since I have no choice in exactly. this relationship, let what you know. How can yeah, I, I make this easier for all of us? Because you clearly don't care about how to make it easy for anyone. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, I, I barely. I don't know that I've processed all that in terms of who I am. But I think that is. Oh, one of those, we never do. But you always try and process as much as you can. But that's but that's one of those things. Like when you talk about you, you know people not knowing who you are and you not either. Is that when you have that. You know, when you don't have some sort of solid foundation of at least practical selflessness mm -hmm. on behalf of a parent mm -hmm. who you're spending the most time with, you you go into the world missing a piece with the need to construct yourself the best way you can with the voices you have in your head that aren't theirs. And yeah. it's, you know, it's a crapshoot. But there's always this kind of, you know, shifty, the nebulous thing. Yeah. You know, that, you know, like, you know, are you grounded, man? Like, I, th I thought I was, but, yeah. you know, I don't know. Tell me. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, it's uh, it, I, first time I heard this phrase, it was it was actually used about uh, what it's like making a movie. But I also feel it's also uh, appropriate when yeah. talking about uh, just trying to figure out life. It's like trying to build a house with all of the components already on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where you're just yeah, like, okay, I uh, think I've supported this wall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's on fire right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. probably have to come back and like redo minutes, yeah. that part. You need another door. But I really need to go focus on the upstairs bathroom right now because that's flooding. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and is any of this grounded? Because I don't want to get shocked yeah. when I get up. That you know, know. it's yeah, all it's, and it's, that. And the, it's and it's you just explained. You just ex it's a, a a depiction of of constant anxiety. Yeah. Yes. Totally. So that's why you wish you could just go back in time and say like, "Hey, it's going to be okay." Yeah. I wish I could do that when I wake up. <laughs> Meditating helps. <laughs> is it working for you? Yeah, it does. How, you been, how long have you been doing that? Uh, about, well, well, geez, that's a good question. Um, like TM or just other things? TM. Oh, really? Yeah. A yeah, yeah. uh, couple of years. So you do years. the full two times a day business? I try. 
I'm lucky if I can get 10 minutes. Who got you into that? Uh, my old man. Oh, he's into it? Yeah, he got into it. And does he, is he pretty, uh, pretty good with it? Uh, so he tells me. <laughs> yeah. So he tells me. Yeah. yeah. Always try. Yeah. It makes a difference when I can, yeah. So you just did the one class and got your thing, got your mantra, and, and that was it? I went, yeah, I went and talked to talked to somebody, like, for a, a couple of days, like, uh-huh. in a row. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sort of learned the nuance of it, of which there really isn't much nuance. Yeah. It's so much easier than you sort of realize. Uh. But the key is is just kind of forcing yourself to just sit down yeah. and to just actually do it. Yeah, I was doing that for a while during the, you know, the pandemic. I was using the Headspace app and I was finding some ability to sit for 15 minutes. Yeah. 10 to 15. Lynn, my uh my late uh partner, mm-hmm. she was all in really like twice a day, stop, you know, everything. Full TM like yeah. mantra and all. Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, but she really kind of like, you know, on a set, they had to cut out time for her to go tuck away but she like she had been doing it so long she could almost do it anywhere you know which is wild yeah i mean it gets to a point where you can almost do it anywhere yeah which is nice yeah but then i then i was i I remember i was doing it once on a on a plane like i went and sat like sat down on a plane and it was plane was boarding i'm like i'm just gonna do it right now yeah like i'm wearing a mask i got like my hat on whatever so i just close my eyes people think i'm asleep and then someone I knew was on the flight, yeah. and they took a photo of me, and yeah. saw what I looked like, and I'm like, I'm not doing that in public anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing that in public anymore. I got to make sure I'm, I'm at least in in a private space. Mm. But yeah, it makes a it makes a big difference. It hmm. really it 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 really does. Just in terms of. Because, like, I don't know, you get older, and all of a sudden you realize, like, what is my relationship to anything, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. N- never mind just, like, my relationship to so- anybody. Yeah. But then it's, like, anything's, like, you know, when I heard, like, yeah, so what's your relationship with food like? Mm. You just went, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Gee, oh. Uh, Bad. I don't know. And then all of a sudden you realize, you go, oh, oh shit. Yeah. I've been doing this wrong for the last 38 years or whatever. So, like... I just threw out six pints of ice cream, but go ahead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, actually, it's funny. I remember, I don't know why. Yeah. I, <laughs> maybe it's just because I knew we were going to talk, but uh, I remember hearing one episode of, mm. uh, years and years and years ago, we yeah. were talking about if there's like almond butter or peanut butter in the house, like you'll just find yourself like- Eating it right out of the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I found myself eating it right out of the thing the other day. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to see Marin in a few days. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just made me think of you. It's yeah. not your fault. Yeah. But like the the like having the time and the patience to be able to sit down and sort of just calm myself down. Right. All of a sudden, I'm not restless in my seat. I'm not uncomfortable in silence. Yes. I'm not uncomfortable in confrontation. Mm. I'm more confident, you know, just like all of these small. When you can just like get into the presence. Yeah, it's just these small little things that just make me feel so much better. The house isn't on fire. Correct. Yeah. Or it's on fire, but I'm seeing it in slow motion. Yeah. And I go, okay, I don't have to worry about that wall falling just yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some time to focus on. Right. The upstairs bathroom. That'll burn for a while. That'll burn for a while. And if I wait long enough, maybe the water from upstairs will trickle down and put that out. Great. Do you know Dealt what I mean? Yeah. That'll be good. What are you working on now? 
now I'm working on just trying to fucking have a normal life. I've I, I've never coming out of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I I sort of made a deal with myself like if it, it, if this ends, <laughs> yeah, if this pandemic ends and we're allowed to go back to work, like I'm gonna force myself to work harder than I've ever worked before and push myself to be uncomfortable and yeah. all those sorts of things. Right. And lo and behold, uh, for the first time ever, I had uh, m- jobs like in a row. Yeah. I had never worked back-to-back jobs ever. Really? In 20 plus fucking years. Yeah. It was always like the th- the question I hated the most was when a teamster would be like, so what you got next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like unemployment, uh, <laughs> trying to find the next job. Right. And this was the first time that I had four jobs back to back to back to back. And that was what the offer. It was uh, the American Crime Story yep. impeachment, the offer, friend of the family, and then I did a, a small uh, British independent movie uh, in uh, England. How was that? Weeks. It was good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Queen died while I was over there, so it sort of threw everything into a, a tailspin. But um, so now you're saying you got a little space. I had a little. I have a little space, and so I literally just the other day I came back. I've been tr- pretty much traveling nonstop for a majority of the year. Yeah, uh, and it was brutal, and so my body kind of is like, okay, you're done. So I'm going to take the rest of the year and relax, and then hopefully, uh, touch wood, um, start. Uh, the next documentary at the beginning of the year, uh, which I'm um, trying to uh, get a, a doc made about uh, John Candy. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did, did I read about a Willie Mays doc? And I just, yeah, so I produced a documentary about Willie Mays that just came out uh, on Tuesday. Oh, I got to check yeah, that yeah. out. How is it? Good? Yeah, it's great. I was, What's I don't, it on? It's on HBO Max. Oh, cool. It's called Say Hey, Willie Mays. John Candy. Yeah. John Candy. <laughs> Yeah. Did you know him? I did, yeah. Why is your dad's friend? Uh yeah. Well my dad and and uh and my mom's. Both my mom's. Mm. Uh he was around back when my parents were still married and then he was around when uh my dad and Rita fell in really? love. Yeah. And so he was he was present in my life quite a uh quite a bit when I was a kid. Good guy. Incredible guy. I and when I say that, I'm saying it as like, you know, an an eight-year-old yeah. about a guy who I never really had like a sit-down conversation with. I yeah, never but, really, you know, he's a member of big presence. Big presence, sweet, 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 sweet presence. I remember him like just being funny and making yeah. me laugh and making me feel a little bit better if I was shy or uncomfortable or things like that. He was Fuck, a good I, dude. I have to. I haven't watched a John Candy movie in a long time. There's uh, so many. There's so many. Yeah. And they're all delightful. And yeah. they're all different. Yeah. Which, which is one do you like? Industry. I mean, planes, trains, and yeah, automobiles yeah, yeah. is 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 kind of tough to beat because yeah. that's that I think is like the most complete right. performance it yeah. is. Um but like I could get lost in the weeds in terms of, you know, the sort of smaller stuff. You know, like the just the little stuff that he does in Home Alone or yeah. Spaceballs or anything right. like that. But then also vacation. Right. You know, like the thing that I, I really do like admire so much about him is that he did everything. Like he would be the main guy. Like he'd be the lead guy. Sure. Uncle Buck. Yeah. The name of the yeah. fucking movie. Yeah. But he would also be, you know, 
the guy that pops in for just a couple of scenes that is just a fully fledged character, yeah. like that a believable person within this world. Right. And there was no there was no middle ground. Right. And so it didn't matter how much he was in. He he was the glue. He was yeah. just always great. Yeah. He was always great. Yeah. And whether it was a silly performance or whether it was you know, something that was way over the top, or if it was something that was maybe even a little bit more grounded, mm. you just went like, oh my God, I just, I like that guy. Yeah. I just feel better. Yeah. Even the old, the SCTV stuff. Oh, totally. Completely. Stuff. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to uh, do a doc. About and also it. like not yeah. like, you know, the, he comes from that. If, if you kind of like look at that world of SCTV and SNL and sketch in general is some sort of commedia della arte, you know, the heavy set balls to the wall guy. Well, he, yeah, but he, 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 he didn't have the menace that like Farley and Belushi had. No, I mean, I always sort of say like, if you think of like larger than life, you know, quote unquote, you know, overweight comedian guys, yeah. who do you think of? And it's Farley, Belushi and Candy. Yeah. Well, two of those guys died of drug overdoses. Yeah. John Candy died of the same thing that his father and his grandfather died of at the roughly the same age. Was it a heart attack? Yeah. yeah. And so he, I think, had a sort of inherent ticking clock in him, but it, he didn't fight it in the wrong way. Like, right. Yeah, I didn't feel like if I think about the, the sort of the light that came out of him, it yeah. wasn't, you know, like this guy's going to blow up. No, yeah. not at all. self Which is not to say that he didn't have demons. We sure. all do. Yeah, it's yeah. not to say that he didn't have skeletons in his closet. We all do. Sure. But he more often than not, you know, brought joy. Yeah. You know, yeah. for lack of a better phrase. Sure. Um, and like that was, I mean, that's fucking special. Man. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. Hope you do it. I hope so too. Good talking to you, man. Nice talking to you too, man. Colin Hanks. That was nice. Good guy. Got into it. A friend of the family is streaming now on Peacock. Say Hey Willie Mays is streaming on HBO Max. And could you hang out, please? Please hang out. For full Marin subscribers this week, we've got another Ask Mark Anything where I answer your questions, including this one. You've had many New York comedians from the tough crowd on your show, but not Colin Quinn. Is there something unresolved? Yes, there actually is something unresolved. I do not know what it is. Uh, look, I've known Colin many years. I did tough crowd a lot. I don't know if it was because he liked me or just because there weren't that many left-leaning comics around at the time. Uh, but... I texted him a few years ago and I said, look, hey, man, I'd like to have you on my show. Do we have a problem? Uh, is there something, uh, uh, is there an issue? And he said, I think there is. And I said, well, do we, do you want to try to resolve it? He said, I don't know. And that was that. So I don't really know what it is. I do. There is a, a memory that sits with me that I, I imagine it could still be the foundation of the resentment. Two things. Um, I middled for Colin many years ago probably in the uh, early 90s uh, at Cobb's Comedy Club. And I just remember, like, the middle, it, it, that, that doesn't matter. I did very well. But that's not the issue. Years later, I was at the Comedy Cellar. I wasn't really in at the Comedy Cellar. I, you know, I kind of knew Colin to say hi to. And, uh, you know, he stopped by the table. I was sitting with somebody, and he said he had been working on a one-man show. 
And I said, why? I, I literally said, uh, why? You can't hack the road anymore? And he just, he bit his knuckle and he got very mad. And he said, you don't know me well enough to, to say that. And it was real anger. And then I married uh, a woman he dated. My second wife um, dated Colin for a while. But I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Uh, that, that marriage didn't end well. Maybe she uh, confided in him and decided I was an asshole. There's many factors, but those are the ones that stand out in my head. I just don't think the guy really liked me that much, and he doesn't see any reason to change that. So that's that. Again, if you want to sign up for bonus content in every episode of WTF ad-free, go to the link in the episode description or click on WTF Plus over at WTFPod.com. On Thursday, I talked to Cat Williams. Uh, you know, that was a surprising interview. I was expecting something, and uh, I got something else. I mean, look, I don't know Cat. I've met him once. I've watched his specials. I get a sense of who he is. I get expectations based on people's public output. But I was, I was very surprised. I was very surprised at how we engaged. So that's all I'm going to give you. Here's some guitar.
Boomer lives. Monkey and LaFonda, cat angels everywhere.